Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Peter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Hello, folks. Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. I hope everybody's having a good day, whatever day it is, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, it's a Monday for me. I just got back from uh, my real job in the real world. I uh, was up videoing the uh, NASCAR race up in Michigan. And man, it was beautiful temperatures. I'm taping this in August, middle of August. It's 90-some degrees here. Man, we had temperatures down in the 50s up there. It was some really, really beautiful minutes. Those were lows. Those were lows, not the highs. The highs were uh, 80 or so. wasn't too bad. So, uh, but yeah, I'm back. Back to the real world. Uh, back to the world of fishing. And uh, decided to knock out a podcast. I had a good guest coming up here uh, that I think you guys will be pretty interested in. But uh, as far as the fishing's going, uh, how the fishing's going, it's uh, it's hit or miss. There are pockets of goodness going on right now, uh, and I'm hearing this from all over the place. Flatheads are starting to feed. People are starting to catch flatheads. Nothing crazy. This isn't September, October fishing for flatheads, but flatheads are starting to show up, and the blues are starting to show back up. Uh, the ones that I've been catching have been around mussel beds, mussel shoals, that kind of area, and... Uh, the flatheads, as they typically do, are hugging structure, especially if you can find some stuff. Depending on what's going on with a thermocline, if you're fishing a lake, you're not going to have to worry about that if you're fishing on a river. But uh, some of the deeper water. Uh, the, 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 now, with that said, that's where they seem to be holding at. The ones that are feeding, there's no telling where you're going to catch them. I've plucked them out of anywhere from four to five feet of water all the way down to 24, 25 feet. So... Fish are starting to bite, uh, It's and it's a smorgasbord as far as bait goes right now, pretty much anything. Uh, I will say this, though. I had one good bite last weekend on a larger bait, but stuff is still leaning towards smaller baits. I don't know how that's playing out for other people in other parts of the country, but around here at least, it seems like fish are orienting towards smaller stuff for whatever reason, but... It's like I tell people, I would always have some big, big baits out there for nothing else than to eliminate some of the smaller fish. And when you got those couple of rods sitting there and, uh, you know, you're, you're, you see one of them go off, it's exciting. It's a different kind of excitement. So put some big baits out there in addition to your smaller baits. So that's my advice to you. So let me tell you uh, about today's guest. Uh, he's somebody that reached out to me uh, about a... Um, uh, 501c3 charitable organization that they have and uh, there's a I say a lot of them around there's a good many of them around that are in the uh, fishing outdoor world that are trying to put together basically trips for uh, uh, people uh, that have worn the uniform to protect us abroad or here at home police officers uh, firefighters, uh, military personnel, and uh, a lot of these guys uh, don't get a lot of thanks that they deserve. It's better now than it used to be. Uh, I talk about that in the podcast. I mean, it used to be a lot worse. Uh, there's a lot more recognition now, but there's, uh, you know, a lot of these guys are making it back from the war with injuries that may have killed them in, you know, Vietnam you know, definitely World War II, and uh, they're surviving these injuries, coming back to live and function in our country. And, uh, 
you know, with that comes a, uh, a burden that they have to bear. And uh, sometimes that's the disability. Sometimes that's the uh, memories of what went on, uh, what they did, what they didn't do, what they wish they had done. So uh, these trips that uh, they put on are, are, are good for these guys. It's therapeutic. And uh, what stuck out with this one uh, compared to some others was the name. And uh, uh, the catfish orientation to it. It's called Whisker Tango. Uh, you'll probably wonder where that name came from. Uh, for any of you guys that have served in the military, you'll have a clue. Uh, but I'll let him, uh, Aaron, Aaron Thompson is the guy who heads up this organization, tell you a little about that. But um, just to give you a little background on Aaron, he uh, served in the Army uh, from about 2003 to 2013. He's a disabled vet. Uh, he was injured, and uh, as much as he plays down his injury, it was a disabling injury. Uh, and uh, he's disabled now, and uh, but still functioning, getting around. Uh, and I'll tell you, he's a uh, he's a very good speaker, very good hustler. Reached out to me about this, and uh, yeah, he's doing a good thing. He's from Pennsylvania, and they're basically putting together some trips. They're just starting out. This is a New group, a new organization, and uh, they're just getting uh, getting their wings, so to speak. So uh, it's pretty interesting what uh, what they got going on, and I think it'll appeal to some of you guys. If you have any questions, comments, or anything like that, feel free to email me. Obviously, you can email them. Uh, I'm going to put a contact in the description section uh, for this podcast. Uh, but I know depending on where you listen, you may or may not get that information. I'm going to put a link to their website which is, I'm going to give you the right one here so I say it correctly, uh, whiskertango.org. Uh, that's whisker as in catfish whisker. Tango, T-A-N-G-O dot O-R-G. And they've also got a Facebook page. Uh, they're, on, uh, they're under Whisker Tango on Facebook. So it's got links to all the uh, stuff that they're doing. But uh, if you have a problem, email me. Just go to my website or email me at uh, Dieter at DieterMellahornFishing.com or just go to my website and email me and... Uh, can uh, get you in touch with them or uh, uh, link you up with them, whatever it takes. So, uh, But uh, enjoy talking with him, and uh, y'all sit back and uh, enjoy our conversation. Tell me a little bit about you and your background to begin with before we actually get into your organization. Okay, well, uh, I grew up in uh, Virginia, born and raised. Uh, now I live in Pennsylvania, so the catfish is a little different up here. But I uh, grew up uh, catfishing with my dad on the James and pretty much catching the blue cats down there. And uh, joined the military, uh, joined the Army National Guard uh, when I was 17 because I wanted to be a police officer. And my recruiter, of course, hooked hook, line and sinkered me and said, the only way you're becoming a police officer with military experience. So I joined the National yeah. Guard, uh, went into basic training and graduated and became a police officer for Henrico County at the age of uh, graduate on my 21st birthday. And sadly, and uh, well, not sadly, but 2008, I got deployed to Iraq and unfortunately got hit with an IED in 2009 and ultimately got retired from both the police department and the military. Right. Uh, so pretty much uh, hunting and fishing's kind of saved my life, and uh, uh, especially catfishing. Now, which branch did you say you were in? I was in the Army National Guard. Okay, cool. I was trying to figure out which branch you were in, and I thought I seen... Part I did a little cyber stalking on you, I'll be honest. <laughs> and I thought I seen a picture that had a death before dishonor tattoo. Was that your arm? 
I do have a death before designer tattoo, and I get a I get a lot of flack from my marine buddies, but you know I put that on after Iraq, and uh, yeah, that's kind of my military tribute. And then I got I got the uh, memorial with the uh, M16, the boot, and the you know the death memorial on my um, left arm. So I got a couple military tattoos. And see, I'm glad I didn't go in all in on the bet because I was going to bet Marine Corps when I saw just that sliver sticking out. But I'm glad I didn't go all in on that bet. So I was smart. <laughs> uh, so you've created this organization uh, for people that are not familiar with the military and don't know the phonetic alphabet. Tell them how you came up with the name of it. Well, I guess this is a children friendly podcast, but uh I was I was going back and forth on what to name this thing, you know, because you you got to have a catchy name, you know. You always got these, you know, fishing for the troops or you know something catchy like that. So I was like, what is going on? So then I, I was watching a show and and someone said Whisker Tango Foxtrot, which us in the military all knows what that means. If you're not familiar with yes. it, the the yes. common spelling is WTF when you're uh, texting someone. And I was like, yeah. you know what? I'm going to name this thing Whisker Tango. And uh, as soon as I said that, everybody got a kick out of it. And I got a lot of laughs about it. And I, and I wanted to stick with that because part of the whole healing process is is being able to, to joke about and and not take everything so seriously. You know, uh, we're an organization. We deal with a lot of disabled veterans. And, and most of the ones I've talked to, you know, people – that weren't in the military feel bad for these guys, but these guys are, are just like, you know, anybody else, you know, and they, they don't want to be treated differently. And I think the name whisker tango kind of, kind of alleviates the formality and just taking these guys out and having fun and fishing. Now talk a little bit about your experience and what you went through with being injured in combat. How, what was that recovery process like? And how is that different now than, maybe what it was then or what it was before, you know, you were injured. Well, I, I fortunately was not injured that badly, uh, as, as bad as some of my comrades. Um, you know, I, I got a, a brain injury. They flew me up to, uh, Northern Iraq. I was a 50 cal gunner in the turret. So my head was completely exposed. I didn't even know I was really injured until the doctor was like, yeah, you're, you're messed up, buddy. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I stayed, I stayed a couple weeks up in the hospital up in Balad, Iraq. And uh, they actually wanted to send me home, and, and I only had a couple months left on my tour, and I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to leave. You know, I'm okay. And they kind of babied me a little bit. When I got back is when I noticed all the problems because, um, you know, like I said, I was a police officer, and, and I came back, and I, and I wanted to go back to work right immediately. You know, most guys took off some time from their civilian job, but I miss being a police officer. And uh, slowly my paperwork was diminishing. You know, I started – uh, I was, a, uh, everybody said I was a different person, you know, with, uh, not, not so much anger issues, but I guess getting annoyed easier and stuff like that. Um, so they put me on a recruiting assignment with the, the army national guard for about a year. And then when I got back, the police department pretty much, um, said, Hey, you know, it's a liability issue. We're going to, we're going to retire you. And they retired me from that. And then, um, I'm, I'm lucky, you know, my dad is a Vietnam veteran and, he didn't have organizations out there to kind of help him. And I've, I've been personally fortunate with, with all these different organizations taking me out. And, and I think it has saved my life. You know, I mean, everybody talks about the 22 a day, uh, veteran suicides. And I'm not saying that I was ever that statistic. I've never really had those thoughts, but when it comes down to, to especially 
catfishing. It, it just saved my life. And, and I wanted to pass that along because I've had so many organizations that have reached out to me and helped me that I wanted to give back because I, I felt kind of guilty taking all these free trips, you know? <laughs> um, right. So I wanted to kind of give back and start my own organization that I could do something that I love and hopefully pass that on to them. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That is one thing I can say in the past 10, 15, 20 years, there's really been a lot of, a lot of things put in place for veterans. You know, the guys from, I mean, God bless them, the, the ones that are left from World War II, uh, totally different generation. Vietnam, they faced a whole lot of, a lot of them, a lot of, you know, bad stuff when they came back. And that's one thing I can say if, you know, guys especially served since 2001, there's a lot of stuff in place. And a lot of it is thanks to, you know, organizations like what, you know, you have put together and uh, a lot of other folks out there. What, what made you go with catfish? I mean, everybody loves bass and, and saltwater fish. And what made you say catfish? Well, and I want to preface this. We, we actually do. Um, I know this is kind of jumping back to the other question. We, we do take first responders, police officers, firefighters out as well, because I felt like there are so many organizations out there that just focus on veterans. We extend that to police and fire as well, um, because I think that they do an important job as well. But getting to catfishing, uh, this is going to sound kind of kind of bad. You know, I, I used to trout fish and, and bass fish, and it's a lot of work. Um, when I catfish the whole way I got back into it, my, my buddy Craig, I moved up here to Pennsylvania about a year and a half ago and didn't know anybody up here. And I, and I, I met this guy, Craig, and he took me out fox hunting and I loved it. Well, he said, Hey, I, I go catfishing a lot. I said, well, I haven't been catfishing since I was a kid. And he said, Hey, I got a tournament this weekend. You want to go? It's for a uh, blue catfish down on the Potomac. I said, absolutely. You know, I'll go. And, and I had the most fun I've ever had in my life. And I think what it is, is with catfishing, you set your rods out there and you, it's kind of a waiting game. So you have kind of a time to connect with nature. And that's why I like hunting so much. You know, you sit there and you, you connect with nature until the action happens. And that's kind of with catfish, you know, it, it's waiting around for the action. When that action hits, you know, it, it's, it's game on. What has, what's the feedback that you've heard, not just with your program, but with other programs, from veterans that what's the draw what do they like about this what did they get out of it uh you know especially for the guys that have been through you know traumatic experiences in combat or in you know police fire and rescue work i think the draw to it is well, i mean they they kind of look at it as a break you know i mean it, it's we we provide pretty much everything to the veteran uh minus travel and in some cases we'll provide lodging as well and i think they look at that as hey you know i have this opportunity to kind of escape my life i don't have to worry about the financial responsibility of hiring a charter boat or or paying for bait or whatnot and i think that draws to them because and i and i i, I tell my story flat out to on, on you know when i send out letters and stuff like that is I think the relaxing aspect of fishing is a great draw to people. And, and as you had mentioned on previous podcasts, you know, catfishing's got a bad rap. And I think it's starting to come around to where it's being taken more seriously as a, a sport. And I think that, the, you know, 
whether it's, hey, maybe I'll catch my personal best this weekend, or I, I'm taking, we're doing an annual trip down in March to Lake Gaston, um, which is going to be our big trip. And I got a guy from Georgia coming in, and he goes, I just, I've just never caught blue catfish before, and I've always wanted to. So I think it's also getting people into the sport that draws them into it, it gives them a new hobby. Well, while you're on that topic, it's a great segue. Whisker Tango Veteran Catfish Bash coming up March 12th through the 15th of 2020, next year. Tell tell everybody that's listening a little about that, how it's going to work, who can come, and, and how people can help support it. All right. Well, <clears throat> sadly, since we are a new organization, the, the coming part's the, the difficult part. We're taking a couple veterans down. Um, we're going to have a full staff. They're going to cook for them. We got a nice cabin uh, that sleeps 16 people on uh, Lake Gaston. And how how it's kind of working is we do, in order to fundraise it, we're, we're selling raffle tickets. We're only selling 200 and it's $10 a ticket. And the winner, whether they're a veteran or not, gets to come on that trip and bring a guest. And the guest kind of gets to, you know, if it's your wife, you get they, she gets to relax and enjoy the cabin and what Bug Island has to offer or I'm sorry, Lake Gaston has to offer. And the winner gets, they get to come down a day early and they get a private fishing day with us. And then the rest of the week, and they get to go out with the vets and kind of enjoy time with them and bringing that aspect in there. And part of the reason I did that is a lot of people that don't go on these trips don't get to see the benefit that these type of trips provide these veterans. And I, unfortunately, I can't take everybody that applies on trips you know i mean i don't have that much time in the year so i do a selection process i kind of look at applications um where you're at and uh, that's how you get selected to go on as a veteran uh for this trip and this trip is for veterans only even though we do do police and fire this is a veteran only trip and uh, i've got a couple vets selected and i'll still be uh selecting some more through applications that are coming in um but the way to support it would be that raffle ticket or, and we, we got t-shirts and sale for and stuff on the website to kind of, or we have donations. If you want to send a donation on the web, website, whiskertango.org. Uh, but the raffle tickets, all of that money goes hundred percent to the uh, trip that we're doing. And we want to make this an annual trip and hopefully next year we can take even more people. Yeah. I was looking through your uh, website and your Facebook presence. Uh, and I'm going to put a link uh, down in the description section for whiskertango.org and you're also whisker tango on facebook you have a facebook page and uh i see you've got some uh pretty cool stuff it looks like uh you've even got some of the rattles i saw where you were painting it looks like you got a nice little jig set up for painting those rattles uh that's a pretty cool little setup i saw you had there yeah you know i had an airbrush sitting around and um i was like what because I hate I hate asking for donations, and I don't know why. I've got to get over it, especially since I'm the president of this organization. I hate asking for donations. I don't know if it's just how I was raised and not liking to ask for stuff. So I was like, what can I do? And I, I got those rattle floats, and I just started painting them up, and they took off. Um, I, I can't even keep them in stock, and I, and I don't make – I mean, the, the, 100% of the proceeds go to the, the organization. You know, I'm not – I'm not out there gouging prices. I feel like the prices are pretty fair on them. Um, and, you know, I use them and, and on our boat and everything like that. We, we just acquired a 18-foot uh, pontoon boat uh, so we could better assist with the, you know, wheelchair veterans and, and having yeah. a, a 
more of a space for the veterans because we were running everything out of a 16 foot john boat dieter and uh that's tough <laughs> oh yeah that is tough that is tough. anybody that's watched any of my demon dragon homemade rattle kind of deals if they saw my what my my coat hanger that i took and made into this makeshift thing to hold them you really show me up with this little jig so i invite everybody to go to your facebook page and look at this thing it looks pretty dang cold it's a nice little setup there that you got going but that i, I understand what you're saying about asking for money um I've got stuff on my podcast where people can donate, and I never mention it. I'm the same way. I hate talking about it. Uh, I, I feel like, and I sound like I'm like you, I like to give some kind of value for getting money. And uh, I understand exactly what you're saying. But you're right. There are some people, though, that would just rather donate, and you definitely need to make those options available because what a lot of people don't realize on these deals, and I've been a part of them in the past, is the... A lot of times getting somebody to take somebody fishing is the easy part. It's actually getting these, whether it be an injured veteran, police officer, fireman, whatever, to the location can be kind of the, the harder part. And usually that takes some money to make that happen. And I'm sure you guys are looking at some significant, significant expense to make that happen. We are. Um, I have put a lot of my own money into this organization, and, and my my girlfriend, she kills me sometimes. She goes, why are you, you know, you got the charity and everything like that. I said, yeah, but we're a new charity. we got to make this thing grow, and I was going to spend this money on fishing stuff anyways. Why don't I just go buy some rod and reels? You know, eventually if the charity gets big enough, you know, then I won't have to worry about that. Um We've been very fortunate with, uh, and I hate doing it, but I reach out to these companies and say, hey, do you, I never ask for anything for free. I don't like doing that. But I'll send out a, say, hey, is there a discount you could offer us? And the amount of support and, and how big some of these discounts are from some of these manufacturers has has astounded me. I mean, we just picked up, uh, I don't know if I can plug them or anything on the show. Plug, plug away. This is my uh, podcast, baby. <laughs> plug away. <laughs> Let me tell you what, uh, fish bite rod holders, um, mm -hmm. gave us an amazing deal. Uh, we, we got 12 rod holders for them for our new pontoon boat and man, the, the discount they gave us, uh, was, was a lot. Um, hookers terminal tackle tactical with their mad, mad catter hooks, uh, also giving us a good discount as well as lead heads, uh, their, uh, their sinkers. Uh, also giving us a huge discount and we right now we're in the process of um, wanting a live well for bait and let me just give a shout out to catfish addiction now we haven't done any uh, any stuff with them yet uh, but they're giving us I mean a discount that I can't even I, I don't even almost feel comfortable taking because I don't know how they make it and they they flat out said we wish we could just give you one but we have a threshold to make right and uh Another thing is, is, you know, we, uh, we, of course we like to use cup bait, but, uh, I know everybody's heard of Danny King. He makes a, a Suki gizzard bait yeah. and th that will always be on our boat because I have consistently caught catfish with it. And when the bite, we went in June and, and, you know, June's the worst time to catfish. Absolutely. I had, I had cut and my buddy wanted to go. I said, it's June. Uh, but we'll go if this is what you want to do. We went out and that Suki gizzard bait, we put 30 catfish in the boat in a day in June. Now they weren't no monsters or anything like that. And on cut bait, we had two bites. 
So I want that on board as well. A lot of people don't like that man-made bait, but it is a great tool, uh, an extra tool in your arsenal. And they've given us a great deal on that as well. So we have been very fortunate with offset and cost with the amount of discounts from some of these companies. The big thing's lodging, um, and we can't offer lodging on a lot of our trips. But uh, you know, anywhere from campgrounds to hey, we'll we'll try to help you out. But this catfish bash is fully funded, and that's going to be our major trip every year, I think. That sounds. Uh, I just I looked at it a little bit ago, and that looks like a pretty good deal. And you know, it doesn't surprise me the people you mentioned, like Alan and and James Arwood and all those folks stepping up and doing that. That's one of the cool things about the catfish community. There's a lot of people out there, but it's still kind of tight-knit, and there's a lot of good-hearted people, and there's a lot of people that, you know, appreciate the sacrifice that, you know, uh, anybody in uniform, uh, whether it be military or, you know, civilian world, puts in. And, uh, you know, you can't always throw down a pile of money to make things work, but... The fact that they're stepping up with gear and equipment, even at reduced prices, you know, it's like, you know, some of the bait tank stuff. And it, there's a lot of materials involved in those things. So, so, yeah, that's awesome what they're doing. How bad does the Suki stink bait stink? I've never used it. Some people have been trying to get me to do a video with it. And I'm, I'd like to do it before the water gets cold. Because from what I, my experience with those baits is, you're better off using them when the water temperatures are above 75. How bad does it stink? Does the stink stay with you all day? It it. Let me just say, if you get it on your hands, it'll be. All, I mean, it it'll peel. It's like a chemical peel on your hands. I mean, the stuff. I've got five gallons of it in my garage, and if it's covered up, it's okay. But if a little bit leaks out or something like that, oh man, you're you're talking stinky. I never. Um, and heck, I got a pint. I'll send it to you. Um, I, uh, I should have <laughs> never asked. <laughs> well, the whole way I got involved in it is, you know, I was like, I don't always have time to go out and catch bait. And unfortunately here in Pennsylvania, I mean, down in Virginia, I could get cut bait. I mean, I could get live eels, shad, anything I wanted at the bait store, Pennsylvania, you don't have much. So I reached out on a catfish in America, Facebook page and, and was like, Hey, what, what can I use? That's man-made bait. And, you know, you have a lot of the man-made bait haters, but, uh, Danny King and Scott Howard reached out to me and, and they sent me a pint of this stuff. And I was out in Virginia visiting my son and I took him out to the pier and uh, the stuff works. Um, yeah. I threw it. Everybody was catching these little, you know, one pound, two pound catfish on worms and the bite was slow. I'd throw out a rod and before I could even get the other rod in, I mean, I was getting bites and I mean, I was getting by the pier. I was getting, you know, 10 pounders, which isn't too bad next to a pier. Now, now are you man enough to, because the way I did it, I'm going to be honest with you. I had two spoons and I would scoop this stuff out and I would stick it onto the hook and mash it down. Are you man enough to do it with your hands? I do it. I do it with my hands now. Um, the gizzard's nice because it goes right on that circle hook, and I right, just kind of right. dip it back down there, and I've got my rag that I, and I wipe my hands off immediately. Um, I do use a paint stir to push down. I try not to get the stuff on my hands, and if I do, even if you get it in the water, I mean, it, it it's oily, which is good. I mean, you throw it out there, right. you see the oil slick coming off of it. Um it uh yeah i would recommend using the spoon otherwise when yeah. you get home you know, your dog's gonna be licking your hands because they love that stuff and you know it's it's nasty. Your, girl, your girlfriend deserves a medal because i know what my hands smell like and the fact that she's still around uh it's is that says something to her and her level there so i commend her she deserves a medal on that and a, this charity's i mean we just started in june it's a full-time job 
I didn't realize how, how much it was going to be, but it is a full-time job. And she, she understands that because it's hard for people to say, Oh, what'd you do today? Besides, you know, well, I was on the phone making phone calls with this. I was painting rattle floats. She'll sit in there and watch me paint the floats, you know, cause it takes a little while. I mean, I, I can't stay in mm-hmm. stock, you know, I'm not doing it as a living. Or, you know, oh, I got a meeting with the VA rep of uh, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania today to go over, you know, different fundraising opportunities. You know, it is a full-time job, and I don't uh, – and I have a staff, and I and I appreciate that staff. How How is the process been? Uh, because if it's anything like any business, even with, like, my YouTube channel and my video and photography business when I started that, you have ups and downs. What's – have you been on somewhat of that roller coaster ride where everything's really, really wonderful and great and – you go downhill, something happens, something falls through. What's that been like so far in this process? Um, I think the the major downs is when, and I don't like to expect discounts, but you'll reach out to someone and they won't get back to you either way. You know, if you don't want to give a discount, that's fine. Just just reach out to me. So, because I, I want to try to be brand exclusive. Like if I have fish point rod holders and you give me a discount, that's all that's going to be in my boat. And I'm going to slap your sticker on the side of my boat and advertise for you. Right. Um, Honestly, we need more applicants. Um, I'm surprised that the and I and I think people when they see free trip, they're kind of like, eh, you know, I don't know. So whiskertango.org, fill out the application. Don't we don't charge you anything, you know? Um, we could definitely use some more applicants. I'm not saying we don't have enough applicants, but I'd like to be able to offer more trips than I do now. I would say the major downfall, uh, the upfall, we're getting we're getting a lot of discounts, a lot of donations, which which being an early organization kind of surprised me. Um, you know, we could definitely use more to, to fund more trips. The downside, I think, is advertisement on Facebook. Um, I'll go on, and, and I think, honestly, I look today, I think I was banned from one of the Facebook pages as, as I'll just, I'll advertise the charity. I don't ask for anything, you know, or I'll be like, hey, I got these cool shirts, you know, if you're interested, 100% of the proceeds go to charity. And some of the admins will approve it, and some of them won't. And one of the Facebook pages I looked on there today to look at it, and it doesn't even look like I'm a member anymore, you know. But I see other people, they'll post pictures of, oh, I caught this 40-pound catfish, and it's really two pounds, or, or dumb posts like that. And they go through, or advertising different products, and they go through, but... I don't know what it is about the charity and wanting to advertise on Facebook is, is some Facebook pages are okay with it and some aren't. I mean, I've even posted up there, hey, if you're a veteran or police officer or firefighter, come to this webpage and apply to these trips, and, and the admin won't even approve it to get put on there. And I don't understand that. Or at least reach out to me and say, hey, what can I do different? Yeah, I wonder, because that's funny you say that, because yeah, I know how that is with pages, and Facebook's a whole weird world to figure out anyway when it comes to that kind of stuff from the individual pages to Facebook itself but you said something a minute ago about uh, people not applying do you think that I don't know is there are there some guys that I say guys gals whatever that they don't want to ask for something Uh, they feel bad about it Uh, they well I'll go back to what you said earlier okay you were wounded okay and you played it off as, ah, ah, mine wasn't that bad. You know, it's just, you know, uh, is there some of that going on to where it's almost like, Hey, I, you know, my buddy deserves to go more. I'm not going to do it. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. 110%. Um, perfect example. I was talking to my buddy, Jeremy, uh, he was in the coast guard and, uh, 
I was talking, he bought a raffle ticket. And he goes, Hey man, you know, I want to do more for you. I said, well, apply to one of our trips. And he goes, I don't deserve it. And I said, buddy, you deserve it more than anybody else. I don't care what you did in the military or what you did in the fire department, what you did in the police department. This trip's for you. You know, um, veterans have that added and a lot of it's survivor remorse. And I, and I had that. I remember my first trip that I went on for, a, for with a hunting organization, uh, called freedom hunters. And I went there and I met these two guys and the greatest guys ever. One of them didn't have either leg and one of them was missing one leg. And I felt bad that I was on that trip. Right. Yeah. But they, they treated me with such respect and, and, and I, and I ended up going back. I, I felt guilty. I, there is a lot of that, Dieter. Um, but there shouldn't be because then you pass up an opportunity. I mean, I don't think I would have ever got – I don't think I'd be where I'm at today catfishing if I didn't go on some of these trips. Right. And right. it is such an amazing thing. I mean, I can go out after work or go out uh, you know, overnight, and, and it just – I'm in my peaceful environment. And I think, you know, don't, if you're hesitating about filling out an application, please, by all means, fill it out. That's what we're here for. Yeah. I, and, and you know, it was that kind of, when you said that earlier, it kind of, I said, I, I said, I, you know, and I see that from a lot of guys. I, I got a friend, I, I've known him since I was a kid in Vietnam, lost his legs in Vietnam. He hunts, he's hunted all his life. Just, he's an amazing dude. And, I've been wanting to do uh, a podcast with him, and he goes, ah, he said, I ah, ain't that really big of, you know, it ain't that big of a deal. I, there, there's some better guys you need to talk to, and you know, there's there's a lot of that, and, and you're right. I think trying to reach some of these guys and let them know that, because like you were saying, a lot of that can be a healing something that they don't know exists and have not made that connection yet, and I think. Uh, That'll be a pretty good challenge and uh, something for you to try to overcome and bridge that somehow. I got to figure out something. I mean, I'm, we're getting good applications in, but I, I, I'm greedy. I want as many applications as I can because a lot of these guys you offer trips to, I can't do that trip, you know, and I'll put them back in the folder and I draw another one. I'll give them, oh, well, I, that, that, that trip doesn't work for me, you know. And we do trips during the weekdays too and weekends, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, I have a staff of about five people and uh, at least – one of mother, my, my vice president, Zach, uh, he knows more about catfishing than I, I, I forgot. Um, you know, we're willing to take these people out and, on our own time and on the charity dime. And a lot of times with our own money and it's open to everybody, you know, please go and apply for these trips. And sadly, right now we're, we're pretty much only on the East coast because we're a small organization, but Heck, I'm not opposed to driving out west for a trip because it gets me out there learning some new catfishing as well. Yeah, exactly. Now, what about uh, uh, fishing guides, anglers, hunting guides, hunting outfitters? Are you looking for participation from those folks too, or where does that stand right now? I would absolutely love, and I need to put this on the page because it's not on there, if you want to take someone out, please by all means reach out to us we will get you applications we'll, we'll reimburse you for gas bait what whatnot um yeah or if you just want to donate a trip i mean that would this 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 lake gassing thing you know i need to reach out to some of the i know there's some guys down there because uh, our pontoon boat can't take that many people you know i mean i can only take about four people um but if you got a 
you know, if a guide come, service comes in and says, hey, we're willing to put take so-and-so out, and, you know, this is what we'll do. I mean, that helps tremendously. I, I am looking for captains and guys that are willing to take people out. Uh, absolutely. I, I would like to make this a national um, a national organization, you know, uh, catfishing like there's a lot of fishing organizations out there but i don't think there's a lot of catfishing organizations out there and i think it's good for the sport as well sadly there is no catfishing organization that's something actually our sport needs and i think we can benefit greatly from it but that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother person uh the lake gaston thing now did you say that is filled up already or we have a few spots i think we have room for at least one more veteran um, and then if I can get people that want to take other people, I can, I can open it up to more vets. I was going to say, once this gets out, uh, I know I, I got a lot of good fellow catfish people here in the Carolinas, and you might be getting some requests to take people there. So uh, I'd keep your options open for expanding that a little bit from where you're at, because that sounds like a good deal down there. I'd absolutely love it. And like I said, we got those raffle tickets for sale now, and, and that's going to fund our trip. And, and my girlfriend's dad, he's a Navy vet. He's on, he's actually on our board. He's like, man, Aaron, you should have made it, you know, 500 tickets or whatnot. I said, I want to start out small because <laughs> I don't want my, I don't want to set my expectations too high and then not have uh, the support that I need, and you know, for this. Um, and we got a pretty good deal on the cabin and, and whatnot. If we need to get another cabin, I'm open to that too. Now, what's the deal on the raffle? What do you win uh, with the raffle tickets? So first prize is you get um, the all-expenses paid trip minus travel. You have to get there to Lake Gaston. Uh, yep. We put you up there. You get uh, free, all the food. Um, you get a private day of fishing with us. Uh, mm -hmm. So we'll take you out before the veterans arrive, and we'll take you out catfishing and hopefully catch some monsters because I know Lake Gaston has them. The, when the vets come down, you get to be on board with them and fish with them and hear their stories and, and talk to them and, and just enjoy the fellowship. Um, even if you're not a veteran or a police officer, you can enjoy that trip. And I've had some veterans buy the tickets as well. And, you know, if they win, that, that's even better. Very cool. Yeah, yeah you've, you're actually outside of hitting that place in late December when it's really, really cold, you're hitting it at a very, very good time. And I think there will be some uh, pigalicious uh, catfish called out there. That's a good time to be out there. Who's ever going on that trip, uh, they're going to have a good time. Now, you're asking what else we need. Um, bait. Uh, I can catch all the bluegill I want up here and bring down for bait. Mm -hmm. I can buy frozen shad. But, man, carp and shad, if I could get someone to kind of help me out with that uh, for this trip, just because, I mean, that's the ideal bait to use. Um, that would be great. Or at least show me where I can go at Lake Gasset and throw a cat, or, or if you, I guess cast nets are allowed there, throw a cast net out and catch some of these shad. Um, or if there's a bait shop nearby that, that sells cut bait, because um, we're going to hit Green Top down in Richmond, Virginia on the way down and buy some eel and some frozen shad, but I, I, wanna, I don't want to rely on just those. All right, so this uh, this is going out to Zach Royce, who's going to be listening to this podcast because I'm going to make him, uh, and he's a guide there on Lake Gasson to North Carolina previous state records. They need bait, Zach. Go ahead and make your plans right now, March 12th through the 15th the next year. Paul Blackwell down on Santee, I know you've towed your boat up to Lake Gasson before. Uh, you need to uh, get off your butt and get up there too. That's another one. And Matt Miles at Catfish. Uh, 
well, you're going to be stationed right near Lake Gaston pretty soon. So uh, I, hopefully you're over there by then uh, with your next duty assignment. So uh, we're going to be counting on you too. So there you go. I've called you out three people that are going to step up and do something. Here. And, and I greatly appreciate that. It really means the world to me. Yeah, this is cool. Man, I enjoyed it. This is uh, some good info and some good stuff. And uh, good stuff for our listeners. Again, y'all can reach it. I'm going to try to put a description. And you'll see some more videos from me on this on my YouTube channel and also some other stuff between now and then. But it's uh, Whisker Tango. And any of you military people, it's E-R, not E-Y. WhiskerTango.org. And uh, you can check them out there on their uh, website or also on their Facebook page. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, I really want to thank Aaron Thompson for taking the time to uh, talk to me about Whisker Tango and uh, that whole organization and what they're trying to do. It's uh, really cool uh, with all the bad stuff out there in the world that we got. Folks like that that uh, are trying to get back, trying to help uh, their fellow servicemen, uh, you know, fellow first responders. Uh, fellow Americans, and uh, it's it's really, it, it warms your heart that uh, people are taking the time to do this kind of stuff. If you're interested in helping out, uh, whether it be through a financial donation, which is very much needed, or if you have hunting, fishing, guide service, uh, something you can offer there, um, or if you're a you know, veteran or uh, first responder that would like to take one of these trips. Uh, I'll put some uh, contact links down below. And hey, listen, the raffle tickets, buy the raffle tickets. Uh, one, your money goes to a good cause. And two, you might get a chance to win a trip to go down there fishing uh, when they do this next March. I'll be doing some more updates on this. So uh, you'll be hearing more from me on this. And uh, hopefully everything works out schedule wise. Uh, we can even get down there and maybe uh, film some stuff for a couple of days for uh, my YouTube channel and uh, show you guys what this uh, whole organization is about. Until then, I hope you get to go fishing, and hopefully I'll get to catch you out there on the water.